Hello, I'm Emily Grace, and welcome to the Stages podcast of Bernstein Private Wealth. Life throws lots of challenges at us. We're here to address them. For today's conversation, I've invited Kira Feynman, founder of Von Gern Home, to join us on the stage. Kira created a line of playful, practical, and chic accessories for the table. Today, we're speaking with her about how she created her company and what we should know about tabletop design. If you or someone you know would like an introduction, email me at emily.grace at bernstein.com. Yes, I should know my email address, emily.grace at bernstein.com. Kira, welcome and thank you for joining us. Emily, thank you for having me. It really is a pleasure to be speaking with you this morning. I really appreciate it. That's great. I'm so excited. Because I guess my first question is, how how did you come up with the idea for Von Gern Home and like and tabletops, right? Where did that come from? That's an excellent question. And the answer is very simple. It came out of my need to find table accessories for my personal use and for my own home. I grew up in an environment where we always had a beautifully set table whether we were having a celebration or whether we were having a simple spaghetti meal for dinner, the table was always nicely set. And that created a special atmosphere that stayed with me for the rest of my life. Uh, we always had a beautifully set table and that brought the family together. We always lingered at the table, we had a conversation. And that stayed with me. And it's something that I always did with my own family. And when I looked at table accessories available on the market, I couldn't find what something that would resonate with me. I was looking for something modern, cool, sophisticated, stylish, but also practical. Something that my kids could use and abuse and destroy if necessary. <laughs> You're ketchup all over. You know kids. Yes. <laughs> And I was unable to find something like that in the market. The things I saw were either very ornate and very bling and over the top and not something I wanted to use in my home and certainly not something I wanted to use every day. Otherwise, I saw things which were practical, made of plastic, which was easy to maintain, but I call them 50 shades of taupe. Yes. <laughs> Boring. I wanted something fun, stylish, and practical all at the same time, and I couldn't find that. So I decided that if I can't find it, my friends can't find it. I did market research. I realized there was a gap in the market, and I thought, well, if I'm going to make 10 or a dozen for myself, I may as well make a 1,000 for everybody else and start a business. So that's how so it really was, you saw, you saw a need. This was something you had always done, right? So you had always had sort of special tabletops and you said, how can I, how can I make, how, how can I design the stuff that I actually want? That's exactly what happened. I am my own consumer and I couldn't find what I wanted. I couldn't find what my friends wanted. I saw a need in the market. I saw a gap and I thought I would start a business. What was the most it sounds, but yeah. here we are. 
And what was most surprising to you when you started the business, like as you tried to get it off the ground? Most surprising was that nobody else had done it before me, actually. <laughs> that they were the same suppliers for the last 20, 30 years, and there wasn't much innovation in that space. And my timing was perfect because I conceived of the idea in 2018. I started uh, wholesaling in 2019. My first client was Bergdorf Goodman and then Neiman Marcus. So I was very fortunate and they were great. They loved my brand and picked it up straight away. And I launched my e-commerce site in early 2020, just before the pandemic. So the timing was incredible because as a result of the pandemic, people have really started focusing on home and improving their home and shopping for a home. It helped my business tremendously. People shifted away from fashion and into home decor. And um, my timing was really fortunate because it helped my, the growth of my business tremendously. That's phenomenal, right? Because, well, the first you know, few months, people might have also been completely locked up. Then people started entertaining at home, right? Absolutely. They'd have friends over for dinner. And, you know, and so that must have really driven business. It did. You were right. The first few months of 2020 were scary because everything just went dead quiet. And I thought, oh, my God, what have I done? I just started <laughs> this business, but what have I done? But a few months later, things just exploded because people remembered what it's like to be at home and to entertain at home. And even if they weren't entertaining their friends or family, they were stuck in their houses for months on end. And the only way you could mix up the routine was by diversifying what was on your table. Whether people started cooking more creatively or turning to different table settings and tablescapes, it definitely became a creative outlet for a lot of people. And also tablescapes are extremely Instagrammable. Oh my gosh, your Instagram, by the way, which I don't usually give people's Instagram handles, but Von Gern Home is your, at Von Gern Home is the Instagram handle. It, it kind of is like table porn. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> It is extremely satisfying to look at. I agree with you. Right. And it, it then means I can just go onto the website and be like, okay, here's the stuff I need to recreate that. It's kind of fun. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, you bring up an important point because I, when I created the brand and launched my Instagram page, I wanted to make it easy for people to recreate what they see on Instagram or what they see online. So I prepare a lot of images which show a complete setting so that someone can just click and buy everything they see in that setting and recreate it at home. And uh, another point about Van Gogh Home is all the pieces are modular, meaning they really do mix and match well. So yes. that you're not buying a red placemat and then you're kind of stuck with it and you only bring it out for Christmas and Valentine's Day. You can keep adding different coasters and napkin rings and reuse the same placemat throughout the year 
for different occasions or for a Thursday night Chinese takeout, whatever it may be. <laughs> I love it. I think that's fantastic. I guess who designs your Instagram? Like, do you work with a social media person or who does all of that? Um, great question. I actually do it all myself. No. Um, yes. It's, um, I believe that my Instagram is a reflection of my aesthetic vision and I, it would be a lot easier to outsource it to somebody, but I take great pleasure in putting together the visuals myself and I have a lot of fun with it. Well, you're very good at it. <laughs> I, might have, I might need to take some tips. <laughs> Make it happen. Have fun with color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you definitely have fun with color. Okay, so now you launched essentially beginning of 2020, said, oh my goodness, nobody's buying anything. What was I doing? Suddenly everybody wants, right? Everybody's buying, everybody's stuck at home. They're doing their tabletops. What, what's happened since, like, have you, there's a lot of talk around the supply chain, right? That's and right. so, you know, have you been like, have you found that your goods are trapped off the coast of California or how has that worked over the last you know, year? The pandemic related supply disruptions have definitely affected my business along with everybody else's business. I was in a fortunate position that I had a substantial stock uh, position in New York and I was wow. able to fulfill orders throughout the pandemic. Of course, um, my subsequent production was impacted because things were delayed. A lot of Asian countries were in lockdown for much longer than we, uh, than we were, and things just took longer. But I think the world was understanding, and I think that if people had to wait a little longer, for, for their goods to arrive. Everyone sort of expected it, but I didn't feel like there was a drastic impact, no. I feel like you've kind of gotten 10 years worth of experience in two years. <laughs> That's very perceptive of you, Emily, you were right. That's <laughs> like everything that could happen has been thrown at you in this time and, frame. <laughs> and the fact that the business has grown so much during this time is a testament um, to the fact that it's just so needed. People yeah. were ready for it and the appetite is there and it's only going to continue to grow. And it gives me tremendous joy because not only am I happy to see my business thrive, but I also know that it's my way of putting a little beauty out into the world so and making people's daily lives a little more colorful and a little more joyful just because they, they've got some cute placemats on their table and all of a sudden their Thursday night dinner is a little more fun, a little more memorable. Like I know my kids have a lot of fun with this. Yeah, how, how do you involve the kids, right? There's a long history of children setting the table, right? I don't know about you, like you talked about your tables growing up, like it was definitely, okay, Emily set the table, right? So how do you, are there ways to get your kids involved in sort of the tabletop design? Absolutely. Kid, my kids love when I tell them, okay, set the table and surprise me. What placemat do you want to choose for tonight's dinner? And I let them express their creativity and 
playfulness and really have fun with it. I let them use their imagination and say, oh, tonight it's going to be Japanese. So yes. we're going to style it this way, or it's going to be Mexican. And we're going to use mom's friendly placemats with a little French. Yeah. So I really let them have fun with table settings. And it's important to me that whatever they use on the table is not precious, that I'm not telling them, oh, be careful, don't spill, don't rub yeah. that pasta sauce <laughs> on the placemat. I really want them to feel like they can use and have fun with whatever is on the table. So everything is durable. Everything goes in the sink, gets washed, and is like brand new afterwards. Do you have a ton of cabinets? I don't. And that's the beauty of having lots of placemats. They don't take a lot of space. And we, you can have one set of plates and a lot of placemats, and you can still create different tablescapes because placemats take very little space. That's a really I, good point. You know what? I think the way I look at it, 99% of the population has a set of white plates. Do you have one? We, yeah, we do, yes. It's probably what you use most days, right? Most days, yes. <laughs> so That's... most of us have a set of white plates. We do have a fancy set that we probably got when we got married or inherited and it's a fancy set that comes out for Christmas and Thanksgiving. I feel very basic right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's how we all live. Yes. We all have a set of white plates. Yes. And it's unlikely that you're going to keep buying multiple sets of china for various holidays because it just takes up so much space. Oh my and God. Karen, can I tell you? It's yeah. in New York City is limited. It's insane. Right? Yeah. So it, I like to draw a parallel between tabletop and fashion. Every family has a set of white plates. Every lady has a little black dress. And you keep using that little black dress over and over. And you take it to different venues and different occasions by mixing the accessories. A different shoe, a different bag, a different piece of jewelry. It's the same with your white plates and the accessories that you use with them. A different set of placemats, which don't, doesn't take a lot of space because they're just flat, creates a completely different experience with the same white plate that you've had for years. Change a napkin ring, put a little fun napkin ring, and all of a sudden you have a completely different look. It doesn't take much effort. It doesn't take much space. It doesn't cost much, but it's an easy way to create different looks and different experiences with the same white plates you've had for years. And it makes it fun for you and your family. Do you ever see, do your girls, so first off, when they're setting the table, do they do it together or separately? My girls are five years apart. So yes. a 12 year old doesn't necessarily want to go with a seven year old's vision. <laughs> Some guys get envision together, like but most days they have their own very different views. <laughs> I was trying to decide if you'd end up with like you know, Mexican and Japanese on the same day. <laughs> no more, I would end up with all pink courtesy of a seven year old, <laughs> and all black courtesy of a 12 year old. <laughs> 
I don't, don't think it's black podcast because she'll kill me for saying that. <laughs> Pink and black, I think, could go pretty well together. That's true. It's a good combo. Right. They could they could mesh it together. Um, it does seem like in fashion right now, the trends are veering away from the minimalist, right? And going more towards sort of colorful and out there. Is that what you're also seeing on tabletops? I guess you did talk about sort of like all the bland placemats before, right? All like monochrome, all like beige the beiges yes right so are you seeing that in tabletops absolutely people are so drawn to color and I think it's because we just lived through a couple of really tough depressing years and uh, I think that people are just ready to celebrate life again and we certainly want to celebrate it with color so I see lots of bright colors and you can definitely find it on my website at Van Garen Home. Lots of oranges and yellows and pinks and greens. And I see what people are buying for spring right now. And Easter is coming up. Passover is coming up. So people are definitely shopping a lot at the moment. And people are very much drawn to bright, saturated colors. And what inspires you and your team in the design process? Everything. And I really mean everything. I travel so much, or I certainly did before the pandemic. And I look at fashion. I look at architecture. I look at art. I look at design. I look at local arts and crafts when I travel. And I try to spot beautiful things, beautiful details, which then my team and I translate into our designs. So the design is really coming from from everywhere around us. It's just important to keep your, your eyes open, to keep your curiosity switched on, and look for fun details that could be transformed and turned into tabletop. I once saw a fantastic bag in the Philippines. And that's how I had an idea of creating my woven fringe placemats, which have been such a um, great seller on our website. So it's, it's really coming from everywhere. And it needs to feel current. I want my designs to feel current in terms of what's going on in the world around us. And are you able to, so you find a way to translate sort of what you see into what the final project product is. That's the magic, yes. <laughs> that does sound like magic to me. <laughs> that does sound like magic. Now we think about sort of how you, you know, think about this, how you create them, how you design them, you know, what the trends are. You know, one of the, you know, one of the things that we're seeing a lot in investing right now is around sustainability. Is that something that you look at in your business or how does that impact your business? Yes, absolutely. It is such an important issue, which we see in so many aspects of our lives. And of course, it's something that's important to me in my work as well. So the for, so one example would be the wonderful woven fringe placemats and woven rattan placemats I have on my website. They're actually made of recycled um, plastic twine. And so cool. 
Yes, it's a wonderful project because not only are we using recycled materials, but they're also hand-knitted by women in underprivileged communities in the Philippines, where these women are the sole breadwinners in their families, feeding their kids, feeding their extended relatives. And this is really their source of livelihood. And we seek out these women, we seek out these communities, and they make these placemats, these table accessories for us, and uh, they help their communities in return. How did you, how did you, like, how did you come up with that idea? Uh, traveling in, in Asia pre-pandemic, yes. I spent some time in um, the five countries where I manufacture, and I manufacture in the Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, China, and India. So it's a lot of factories and a lot of manu manufacturers to manage. Yes. But in the very beginning of starting this business, I spent extensive time in all of these countries, sourcing manufacturers, meeting with people in the communities, and looking for unique ways of making my product. Wow, so it was really something from the very beginning that yeah. you were cognizant of and thinking about. And do you have plans to try to get back there soon? Yes, absolutely. It's very important for me to be able to meet with my manufacturers and at the same time to explore new ways of making things and new designs and new ideas. And I had a trip planned in April and unfortunately just got postponed due to a spike in Omicron and yes. it's now happening in July, fingers crossed, I'll be back in Asia at that point, we'll see. Wow, it's really, I mean, seriously, you've had 10 years worth of concerns in this really <laughs> short time period, which has probably felt like 10 years. Well, it's 10, year, 10 years of concerns and growth and experience and frankly, I wouldn't have it any other way. I think it's been an incredibly rewarding two years. Yeah. So it sounds like while other people were learning to bake bread, you were dealing with supply chains and, <laughs> and designing tabletops. And designing tabletops and supply chains and website management and yeah. social media marketing uh, in the time of pandemic all at once. Yeah, I love it. So now for people listening in right now, what are some easy ways that they can spice up their tabletop? Like how can they, if they want to sort of go to their kitchen, go to their, you know, supplies, what are some things they could do to have an impact right now? Clearly they need to go buy, you know, all new stuff, but what can they do with what they've got now? You certainly don't need to run out and buy new plates and glasses and cutlery. Um, I think that if you already have some placemats, um, just have fun with them one night, put down some placemats on the table, go to your corner deli and grab some fresh flowers. Or if you don't even want to do that, um, use whatever you have at home to create a little themed dinner. And you don't necessarily have to cook it yourself. It could just be Chinese takeout or it could be Mexican takeout. But if there is something extra that you put on the table, 
it makes it so special. Of course, I'm, you know, I could say go out and, and buy my placemats. Yes. But if you just want to do something something easy at home, um, I don't know, stick little, you, you can get those little flags, you know, little countries, stick a little, yes. put some, you know, if it's a Mexican night, put some music on, or if it's an Italian night, you know, put some wonderful Italian music on, open a bottle of Italian wine, and uh, just make that tiny little effort. A tiny effort goes a long way. Yeah, it's very easy to eat Chinese out of plastic cartons. Yes. Because then they can just go in the trash can and you have no cleanup to do afterwards. But it doesn't stay in your memory. It's just, a, it's, it's a moment you, you filled your tummy, you bend the containers, you moved on. It's a, to, I, to, to me, it's a lost opportunity to really connect with your family and to have a special moment and a joyful moment. If you just put your food beautifully on the plates, maybe put some background music on, maybe add some inexpensive flowers, maybe just, you know, if, if you're talking about maybe put some seashells and pretend it's like a beach beach nights yeah yes. by, by the sea just something really easy uh, that little effort will be noticed and appreciated by your family more than you realize because it shows to them that you stopped thought and cared and that little effort will translate into you taking the time to create something special and something memorable and something fun. And you will see that it will encourage your family to linger at the table, maybe engage in a conversation you normally wouldn't have. Do you find, because that's what I was thinking, right? There's so much intentionality in designing the table, right? Whether it is with, you know, newly purchased or long held materials, that does that intentionality sort of carry over to, do you find that it does impact the family conversation and the sort of the, the whole meal experience? Absolutely. I think that a table is a place where our lives really do meet. Yeah, it's where we sit down, we have our food, we, we may stay longer and discuss what happened during the day, maybe make plans. And if it's a, beautifully set presentation set with intention it does inspire people to connect it does inspire people to stay at the table longer and to invest in each other because it showed them that you made an effort whoever set the table you cared you took that extra moment to do something special for them and when you give to your family or your friends in this way, you certainly get something in return. You certainly get their engagement, their attention, and their focus in return. It's and by the way, it doesn't have to be just for your family. You can do this for yourself. Next time you are quickly grabbing a bowl of cereal and a cup of coffee in the morning, sit down for two minutes and put that on a, a pretty placemat with or just an, arrange it nicely. Breathe for a moment. <laughs> what? Breathe <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> 
and it actually really sets your day in in a very special way like it just sets you on the right path for the day okay so Kira let's just nobody else is listening right now of course do you do you ever do you ever actually just eat without a nice tabletop no wow (laughs) (laughs) come on just between us girls Ah, uh, do I ever just like grab a bowl of something from the fridge and, and, and eat standing up next to my sink? Of course I do. <laughs> you, you are human. Oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> no, this is, this is phenomenal. And Kira, I am so appreciative that you took the time to speak with us today because what I really heard from you is that just a little bit of intentionality doesn't have to be difficult, doesn't have to take up a ton of space. You know, it can really, you know, be the little things, but can have a really big impact. And so I love that, you know, it's not that it has to get complicated, right? You, you've already done the complicated and helping us think through this. And so it can be very, as long as there's thought behind it, that it can have really outsized impact. So I'm I'm really appreciative that you t- talked with us today. Well, thank you, Emily. And I think you totally got the point. It's the little details that really make a difference in our lives if we just take a moment. You know what? It actually sounds like investing. The little <laughs> details. <laughs> Gotta pay attention to the little details. Yes, that's right. <laughs> It's fantastic. Well, my team and I spend a good deal of our time helping dynamically wealthy families think about, plan, and invest for their values through all the stages of life. And so if you or anybody that you know would like to connect, you can reach me at emily.grace at bernstein.com. And I'm happy to put you in touch with Kira. Kira, thank you again for, for talking with us today. Thank you, Emily.